morning, Mike Stather here. Carl Bucky On the Obsession Podcast. Coming back here, another question. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has got several parts to it. I think I'm going to try to break it down to each part. So uh, we had a question come in. Uh, what are your thoughts on all-day sits? Do you do them? Explain. Uh, time of year, number of days. Do you need to do it to be successful? So we could be here for a week. That would be a week. So uh, I'm going to start out with uh, my thoughts on all-day sits. Um, I've done them, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, I think they can be very beneficial mm -hmm. depending on the time of year. Um, I'm not going to go out opening day and sit all day. No. And I know people that do it. So, so do I. And I'm not saying you can't be successful. No. But... You're probably just educating your deer. Most likely. Yeah. You know, I mean, an all-day sit, to me, is, uh, you know, I, I would do it personally, pre-rut, mm -hmm. uh, aggressive buck stage, um, where they're really moving, searching, trying to establish their territory. Yeah. Um, to me, anyway. And that, and <clears throat> yeah, and that part of that, too, is, let's just say all-day sit. And all day sit to me doesn't mean you go sit in one tree stand. I was going to say that too. <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm going to do that, I'm going right. to sit somewhere in the morning, yep. which is, we could go back whatever other podcast that was, morning stands, yeah, afternoon sits. You, you still have to move yourself around. I think number one on that part is to realize, <laughs> you guys have to realize what a morning stand is. And what an evening stand is. Because otherwise you can sit all day there and destroy a stand. Right. And then there's also probably what we would consider, what Mike and I consider transition stands. Yes. So you were saying about the morning stand. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's where you're going to get in the morning. Um, you know, and, and hope you're, you're obviously, if you're in a morning stand, you're somewhere where they're transitioning back. Yep. From their food to their bed. That's, exactly That's where you right. should be in the morning. So if you're not in one of those stands in the morning, your chances are even less than normal. Right. So so your all day sit now turns into your morning's wasted because mm -hmm. because obviously everybody knows or I I shouldn't say everybody knows but you know yeah deer have to feed about every three to five hours depending on weather. Yeah. So it's another big factor on your oh, yeah. all day sit and where you're sitting and it's just it's not just getting in the woods and that's a good stand. I'm gonna sit there all day. Yeah. Oh great. And three quarters of your yeah. day's day. <laughs> yeah. And I hope you're tired because you can get a lot of napping in. Oh, there will be a lot of napping. So, yep. it, it, there's a lot of stuff that plays into factors with that. Um, like we we're saying, you know, uh, so so what do you do then, Carl, in the morning? So you don't see any deer in the morning. What do you do then? Well, if I'm not seeing any deer in the morning, um, number one, I'm probably gonna First, I'm not going in there unless I'm pretty sure I'm going to see deer. Number one, I have to be able to get in there around them from their feeding to their bed. So I'm getting in that transition. So I'm, for my areas, in here at your place too, uh, we've had, we have altitude, so basically vertical transition. And we know in the mornings these thermals are going up, so we're going to hunt high. Hunt high. Yep. Yep, you're safe. And about 9.30... The wind is going to change, or the thermals are going to change, or something's going to change. You have to get out of that stand. Yes. Okay. 
So I'm going to get into what I call a midday moving stand or midday transition stand. So midday transition stands to me are actually fairly close to bed. Okay, so this is where it gets dangerous. Yeah, because I, I think people got to remember, or maybe they don't know, uh, those deer that you see in the morning on food, they're not bedded that far from that food. No. They're fairly close. Yep. You know, they could be within 50 yards of that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and you're not going to see them laying down in the dark. No. Well, some of them are going to go back past you in the dark and lay down already. And this also comes <laughs> in the time of year, too. So that's why I don't do all day sits until after October 20th. Yep. And Mike and I will tell you, and you'll hear us talk about it all the time, to us, October 20th is kind of like a magical switch. Yep. That's when... That's rattling time. Rattling time. Okay. You'll start to get more aggression. Now, don't get me wrong. If you get a big cold front in early October, you see the same stuff, but it's not consistent. Yep. So we say, you know, we've been doing it over 30 years, that October 20th is kind of the switch. That's when you're going to start to see... Uh, a lot of the pre-rut stuff that we talk about all the time. And Mike will tell you, I think, and I'm going to tell you, I shoot most of my deer during the pre-rut, not during the breeding phases. So midday movement to me, <laughs> what's going to happen is the deer are transitioning from food into their bedding areas, like Mike says, that can be within 50 feet or 50 yards to 150 to 200 yards. And usually that's what I consider like the doe zone. But early morning, you get the buck movement in there, right? And the does are going to bed closer to the food. The bucks are going to bed back further in the cover from there. So what's happening is the deer that have passed you in the morning are going a little bit further up the ridge or past you or down over the other side, knowing where they bed is important. <clears throat> if you think that one of the bucks you want to hunt is in there, for midday movement, you can move closer. For me, it's a little more difficult because I'm a little bit more passive than Mike. Mike's aggressive. Mike sits, stands right over the top of his bed and he don't care. He'll go in there and just sit and wait on him. Right? Correct. That's correct. <laughs> and a lot of those deer back there on the wall are, mm-hmm. are proof of it. And a lot of them that aren't back there on the wall are proof of it <laughs> also. A lot of them that Trust are... me, it doesn't always work. Yeah. So there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to both of that, but the midday movement for me is basically 10 a.m. to about 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. And that, that's always the hardest hunt for me because you're so close to where they're actually bedding. Yeah, I, I, I've done a lot of all-day sits. I know you've done a lot of all-day sits, Carl. Yeah. Um, I, I, over the years, have leaned more to or towards getting in a stand early mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, now, this depends on where I'm at. If I'm on my ridge, I'm out of there at 9.30. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm not, I'm getting into a stand early, and I'm sitting there longer. Yeah. Um, I, I think people get out too early. You get bored, you get out too early, mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden, you're gone. An hour later, you got deer walking by your cameras. Yeah. You know, they're still up and moving. So I, I've tried to really, later in the year, no, yeah. this is mid-October on. Yep. Get in a stand in the morning, sit that stand, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, all right, I'm not seeing a lot. I'm going to get down, um, eat quick, switch my game plan, and I'm going back into yep. another one then for the rest of the early afternoon and tonight. That is what I try to do. Yep. That I, In my opinion, I believe has been more successful for me. No, I agree with that 100%. The midday movement, I'll be honest with you guys, I'd say maybe one or two of the 57 bucks I've shot 
one or two have been what a lot of people call the midday movement, mm -hmm. noon, you know, eleven thirty to one thirty p.m. Yeah. And I, I, I always think like the all-day sit thing. Like I'm, when when I used to gun hunt, yeah, that's when I saw it more because people can't sit still. <laughs> they get people out. are up and they're moving deer. I think if you're a gun hunter. Oh, it's great. Don't move. No. Sit all day. Yeah. Because you're going to have a shot at something. Because yeah. people are anxious. People don't have patience. They Get in there, hunt yeah. until about 9 a.m., take yeah. your nap from 9 yeah. a.m. to about sleep, 10. Sleep 9 to 10.30. Wake up from 11. Yeah. Yeah. Have a sandwich. one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and that's, that, there's a lot to that. I don't very often all day sit what people consider getting a tree stand, sit in the same stand all day. I don't do that. I never do that anymore. No. Um, and the reason for that is there's three different positions you have to be in throughout that day to do what I call an all-day sit. And um, the numbers that Mike's saying are very similar to mine, probably within a half hour of when I get out and move or go and get something to eat and come back. Like I would say if you're going to do that midday movement deal, that's the rut. Pretty much from like November 3rd to I'd say November 14th is when you get midday movement because if a buck breeds a doe early in the morning he starts that search again and uh, you'll get him in between bedding areas yeah. and catch him in transition between bedding areas that's that's kind of and you got that. and you got newer ones searching that haven't got one yet so. yeah well that's what yeah and it just like on, <laughs> on elk I like basically uh, you know you have you have the dominant herd bull same with whitetails, you'll have a dominant buck and then you'll have basically subordinate whitetails trying to do the same thing. And I'll tell you right now, a lot of those subordinates actually breed those too. So, yeah. um, which a subordinate buck, depending on where your area is or what you have on your, your land for deer, could be a three and a half year old or four and a half year old, yeah. or it could be a year and a half old buck. You know, I'll say on my property, I mean, you hunted there with me quite a bit this year. I mean, we really didn't see it, but four or five different year and a half old bucks. No, the rest of them were yeah, was a lot of big two and a half year, and yeah. bigger deer. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a testament to the food plots part of that that property, but pure luck too. The, the late evening deal for us is always that transition from where their bedding area is, the food obviously. I mean, if you're, I always hunt food at night. Yeah, if you're talking numbers wise, and you know they've asked us, you need to do it to be successful. If you look numbers wise on anybody that bow hunts and is successful at big deer every year, mm -hmm. I'll ask you this because I know what my answer is, and you're going to say the same thing. When do you shoot the majority of your deer? Which two times? Morning and evening. Correct. So just after light. And just before dark yeah 100%. and I mean that's that's going to never change mm -hmm. you know are you going to kill big deer at other times sure but your most successful times are right at dawn yep. and just right at dusk yeah, and that's when they're moving it, it is a rocket science for that yeah and you know, and it's but even during the rut yeah they still are gonna because if, if a doe goes yeah. and lays down he's gonna lay down right where yeah he, he ain't gonna move i yeah. mean he, and, and everybody out there that's listening they see it and oh. you're like oh, how do i get to that deer yeah you probably don't no you wait and hope that she wants to come back past you 100 you know, because you don't want to blow her out of there oh yeah you know um i mean that's and 
I can't say I don't know people that don't do it and are successful. Right. But I don't know a lot of bow hunters that do it. Right. That are successful. The other part of it too is it's easier on. Uh, that's gonna sound bad, maybe, but it's easier on your body. If you go in there in the morning, you that's do your thing. Uh, I don't want to say it's high stress, but you're you're at a higher attention level yeah. and when you're hunting. I, I was gonna touch on that too. Mental part of it. Your focus just wanes as the day goes on. Oh yeah. And you midday, you're weak. Going off. You're weak midday. You know, I I I remember. I know you remember this years ago when I was hunting the property by Fox Lake, mm -hmm. and I named that buck Facebook. Because yeah. I was on my phone, effing off. Yep. And I saw him coming. I'm like, oh, looks like a pretty good deer. You know, I, I might as well have my head in my ass. Pretty much. Yeah. And he walked literally to my stand and right past me. And it was a close to 150 class buck. And I'm standing there within my hand, to, so to speak. <laughs> because I'm not paying attention. I'm not focused on what I'm doing. And, and I never had another shot at that deer. Mm-hmm. That was your one chance. Yeah, and that was an all-day set. Yeah. And I'm like, what a moron. You know, because it's very easy to become distracted. Oh, yeah. And not know what you're doing anymore. Yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah. I don't, uh, <coughs> mid, the midday movement, you know, you're the, there's guys that'll shoot deer midday movement. Like I said, that's later in the year for me, and it's basically breeding phase stuff. Uh, because it's basically you're hunting a transition zone, and hopefully one of the does brings one of the bucks past it. Right. That's what I think. Right. I will, even during the rut, hunt morning till, like you said, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Get out of there. I mean, how many times we get out of there and we go eat something yeah. and we're right back in the trees right. by 1 30. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like, like we were saying, we like to stay a little bit longer, but get out even earlier. Mm -hmm. Let everything calm down. You know, most of the time, Carl and I will sit there for three, four hours at night mm -hmm. and nothing is moving. That's a fact. But then it starts to happen. Yeah, it know? just clicks. So it's, I, I'll sum it up. <laughs> I'm mine. I'm not going to knock anybody if they do it. No. Nope. But I think you can have a lot more successful ways just being the mornings, the nights, watching where you're going. Mm -hmm. You know, hunting, I, I don't think you hunt it any different as the year goes on, I, I think you, you need to hunt your stands how you need to hunt them, yep. when you can hunt them. Time of year, I, I, to me, doesn't matter because there's going to be deer at certain stands at certain times of year. Everybody's got a stand that is better later in the rut, stuff you stay out of, so you stay out of it until that time. Yep. You know, you don't want to overhunt things. You don't want to all day sit somewhere you shouldn't be. The one thing I'll say that'll <clears throat> help everything that Mike just said. And this will help you. It's a tool. If you can use it, utilize it, is game cameras. This will, this is constantly documented on my cameras and on Mike's cameras. It is you can actually check the timing on deer movement. Okay? And what you consider a morning stand, you're gonna be able to check the camera that's there. I never set stands or I never set cameras that don't have stands near. Because I need to know that information. Why have it there right. if you're not going to utilize it anyway? Yeah, if I have a camera that's not on a stand, it's because it's a place I'm thinking I'm going to put a stand. Well, on. right. So I might veer one off, but it's probably going to be fairly close to yeah. where I have movement already, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah, that's just for minor <laughs> adjustments. I'm not saying don't go randomly put cameras on if you've got them, 
because you want to go hunt a certain area, you're seeing a lot of sign. What I'm saying saying is that it'll actually help you uh, uh, make your decisions on all day movement. That's how I look at it. And I'm like you. I'm a morning, evening guy. Mm-hmm. Morning, late, 11 a.m., getting out probably. Unless I'm seeing deer movement, then I'm staying. Yeah, right? But out by 11 a.m., usually back down to the truck, either to warm up, get something to eat, or both. Make a game plan for the evening. Because maybe I'm going to be able to hunt a different deer in the evening because it's got a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. And that's how I do that. Yeah, because you know, your, morning, your morning sit might be kind of more of a getting ready for the night. Right. Because, yeah. well, I can't get in this stand at night. Yeah. I know this deer is here in the morning mm-hmm. at this stand, but I can't get in there. Right. So you don't get in there. Right. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't ever go don't in there and educate your deer. Or you go somewhere else, you know. And, and uh, I mean, nobody's all day sitting to shoot a doe. Never. So, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. No, the does on your property should be very, very predictive. Yeah. If you've got your stuff together, or even if you're hunting public. You should be able to predict the doe movement. And obviously the right time of year, doe movement, buck yeah, movement. Yeah, doe movement dictates buck movement. 100%. So yeah, I, I think, you, you know, just go back to being smart. Yeah. And where you're hunting, when you're hunting. You need to educate yourself. To be an efficient hunter, be productive and be, be uh, have the ability to shoot a good buck every year, you have to do a lot of scouting, a lot of education of yourself. Uh, tactics that work for you. Maybe you're better at doing certain things than other things. Um, and know your deer movement is the is number one. Do you need to do it to be successful? As far as I'm concerned, no. Yeah, I agree. I don't believe you need to do it to be successful. So, what days? You know, like I told you guys, uh, I don't ever remember. And you and I have hunted together for 20 plus years. I don't ever remember us sitting all day early. No. Never. We sat till 11 o'clock. Yeah, some people think that's crazy. Well, we were back quite a ways and the bucks were still yeah. moving in by yeah. right around 10 o'clock. Yeah, the property dictates that too sometimes. You yeah. know, you might have a, a property that deer don't even come in there until 9, 10 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. You know, and you'll hear some people talk about that, Carl, like uh, they don't go out before dark. Mm-hmm. Or, or I should say before light, sorry. Yeah. They're, they're in a stand an hour, hour and a half after light. Oh yeah, well there's that there's that that's there's a lot to that. Yeah. And and people are like, what the hell, you know? Well, that's because they know their deer movement, mm-hmm. and they can slip into stands in the light, yeah, and not bump deer because they can see everything they're doing. So it's a it's a huge advantage, but it's not something I'll tell you to just go do. No, if you don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. There's a lot to that part too, and you're gonna make more mistakes. You're gonna you're gonna screw it up more times than than not. You'll be surprised, and hopefully you can learn from that part of it. Right. You have to be able to remember your mistakes. You know, if you're walking through the woods and being as quiet as you can, and just you think you're dead silent, all of a sudden you know you hear a deer get up and go. Well, guess what? You're late. Yeah. Or that's true. <clears throat> you know, maybe he was early or she was early. Who yeah. knows? But you know, there's gonna be those times too. And don't ever think you're going in and not educating the deer. Because your wind's blowing somewhere, you're going to educate a deer, there's never not a time. Even if you don't hear them, maybe if there's deer in the area, they smell you or hear you or whatever. They might just stand there and watch you walk by. 
If you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I mean, so basically what we're thinking is, to do, did you have to do it to be successful? No. Uh, what days do you do it for days? I'm going to say we start after the 20th of October. Yes. And if, I'm not saying go out the 20th of October if it's 80 degrees and sit all day because that's <laughs> yeah. not the way it is. Yeah. You know, we, Mike and I both hunt fronts big time. So if you've got a good front moving in, temperatures are low, you know, you could do this the 15th of October too. Um, big cold front coming in, you know. Get in there early in the morning, hunt till 10 o'clock. Because it's a cold front, say it's 30 degrees colder than it was the day before. How many times have cameras by my house across the street showing yeah. great big beasts in the middle of the food plots yeah. and midday? And people, I think maybe we should say more hunt fronts. Yes. Not even cold fronts. Cold fronts, yes, but a front, any change in weather mm -hmm. of seven degrees actually, yeah, gets deer on their feet. Oh yeah. Up or down. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's. You know, should probably do swing. another podcast on this. We probably could. I'll stop. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> I'll stop that one right. We'll there. do the weather on that. We'll talk <laughs> weather on another podcast and tell you guys why we hunt weather fronts and how successful it's been for us. But I'd say ninety percent of our deer have been shot on fronts. Yes. Uh, hopefully we explained it for for you guys. I mean, that's the other part of the question. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how we go about doing it. Yeah. You know? Well, basically, all day sits. We don't do them anymore. No. We've done them. Um, time of year, we've explained. Yep. 20th October or later. Yep. Uh, do you need to do it to be successful? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, there, there's our answers. There you go. And a lot of other crap in there that you can listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you learned a little bit yeah. on yeah. some of that right. stuff we said, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for listening to the obsession. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday, Mike and I answering some more questions. Uh, the next question we've got coming up for uh, next Saturday is, do you guys use scents? Yes or no? And why? And when? If yes. Well, we've got some opinions on the scents, so be sure to listen. Next week, and what we have to say about deer scents, got anything you want to throw in there, Mike? Oh, great. All, All right. Perfect. You guys have a good week. Thanks for